Dear Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to gather here together as a family without fear of persecution. And I just ask that you will bless our time together that we have today and that you would just um, speak to each and every one of us and that we would be encouraged and inspired and that we would each learn something new today. And um, God, I would just lift up the mission team that's about to go to the Dominican uh, this coming week and just that you would be continuing to prepare the hearts of the people there that um, we'll each come in contact with and that you prepare our hearts as well for the things that we'll see, the things that we'll experience and that we would be expectant of the things that you'll do, the healing that we're going to see, the revival that we're going to see. Um, and I just play uh, for Crossroads as a church, Lord. It's, it's so awesome just to see how you've set apart each and every one of us for a specific purpose um, in this place. And I just ask you to bless our time together. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, good to see you guys today. Mr. Paul, I'm going to move this right down here out of my way. Um, Today's going to be a little different uh, for us, uh, and uh, today because I thought, well, instead of me preaching, because uh, y'all don't want to hear that, um, we would take an opportunity, the Lord just kind of laid something on my heart, and uh, uh, talked it over with Pastor Jack, and uh, he was like, yes, let's do this. And so um, we're taking advantage of an opportunity that we don't have throughout the year, in which uh, the majority of our college students are home for Christmas break. And so uh, I'm going to ask our uh, college students that are here um, to come on up and have a seat. And uh, we're just going to have a discussion today with our college students. And just so uh, you can hear their heart um, and we can connect with each other uh, today in this uh, time of uh, service. So uh, I told them we were going to make this very laid back for them because some of them are nervous. Their knees are clapping for them as we speak. And so, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I just sit back and enjoy uh, what uh, God is doing in the lives of our college students. Uh, I do want to thank you for those of you that have given to um, the uh, Christmas offering this year and uh, just um, for what uh, you do throughout the year in giving uh, to our cooperative program because, uh, because it does benefit uh, our college ministries uh, in the state uh, on the public university campuses as well as um, our three state universities uh, that are connected with our Baptist Convention. So, uh, But real quick, uh, we're just going to start out um, and Will, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I'm going to just let them introduce themselves, where they go to school at, and um, what year uh, they are. Um, hi, I'm Will. Uh, I'm a freshman at North Greenville University, and I'm studying business administration. All right. uh, hi, I'm Jessica. I'm a freshman at Anderson City, and I'm Jesus. studying elementary education. I'm Neely. I go to Winthrop, I'm a junior there, and I study psychology. Hey guys, I'm Peyton, I'm a junior at USC, and I'm studying a lot of business stuff. I won't get into it. It's a... um, hey, I'm Lauren, I'm a senior, whoop whoop, at College yeah. of Charleston, yeah. and I'm studying international affairs in Spanish. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well. 
First of all, I want to thank you guys for uh, being willing uh, to get up here uh, in front of our church uh, and just uh, just share uh, some things. Uh, so I'm just going to start off with some questions. And uh, this question is for all of you. Uh, and uh, Lauren, I'm gonna, you can start off and we'll just kind of go around. But uh, what are some things that God has taught you or challenged you with this semester uh, at college? Um, a lot of things. <laughs> um, I think maybe the, the big one is um, like losing friends or people that you thought were your friends for the sake of the gospel. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I really tried this semester to be intentional um, since it's my last year. And um, some friends that I thought were my friends were not my friends. And um, uh, I, they ended up completely like cutting me off. And so that was really hard. But also I realized that I had spoken my truth and love to them. And um, I saw a quote, it was like something about accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to take responsibility for your actions. And so um, that was a really hard thing to go through. Um, but also knowing that like, I do have people who love me and who are building me up and who we are speaking truth and life into each other's lives. And so that was a really um, difficult thing to kind of go through because it hurt, but also having complete and total peace and knowing that like what the Bible says is true. And that when um, the Bible talks about how like, if he was hated, we'll be hated. And like, if they persecuted him, they'll persecute us too. So there's like, there's a lot of peace in that. Okay. Great. Peyton. Yeah, I'm going to agree. What has he not been teaching me this semester? <laughs> There's been a lot. Um, so I guess f for me, I set myself up on a very different path at the end of last semester. And then over the course of the summer, I was just leaning on a lot of different crutches. And God took those out and he said, no, 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 you're going to lean on me this semester. And that was tough. <laughs> and a lot of me did not want to lean on him in a lot of areas in my life. And the, I, the question that I think sums it up best that a few of my friends posed that I wrestled with throughout the semester was, are you really satisfied with Jesus? Like, is Jesus the complete source of your comfort, your pleasure? And I think that has been what he's been teaching me, is that this is a question that you can wrestle with. This is something that you can struggle with. There are going to be areas that you don't want to give to God. And those are the areas that God wants. Um, I think one of the best verses that sums it up, uh, and I'll get into where I heard this from, but it's from Mark 9. It's just this beautiful picture of how great uh, Jesus is. Is This dad comes up to him and he says, my son is sick, can you heal him? And Jesus is like, oh, unbelieving generation. Like, why do you not believe that I can do this? And basically, in Mark 9, 24, the boy's father, it says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And I think that is just a question, or that is an exclamation that we just, a lot of us don't wrestle with. I think we are told at the beginning, believe, like, believe these characteristics about God. And that's it. So you just surface level, or like, that is true. When in reality, like, God invites us to dig deeper, to wrestle with the questions that we don't want to wrestle with, to wonder, and then in that, when we exclaim, help me overcome my unbelief, God says, okay, come to me in your doubts, and I will transform your mind. And that's been what it's been at this semester, and it has been tough. 
there have been a lot of tears, there have been a lot of laughs, but that's the cool thing about joy, is it's a few sad moments amidst, uh, you know, a much bigger picture of happiness, so. All right. Neely, mm-hmm. what, are, what are some things that God's been teaching you or challenging you with this semester? I think my biggest one was not to settle for anything, not to settle for anything on this earth, um, because God has everything for you, he has a place for you in heaven. Um, and I mainly learned this because I had a relationship end um, this semester, and I had been settling with a lot of things that he wasn't compromising with me on or like agreeing with me on. And I was like, okay, I can't sit here and be in this relationship any longer because um, I need somebody who loves Jesus and I need somebody who's going to compromise with me. Um, and then once that relationship ended, I realized that a lot of, like, my friendships are also better than any relationship I could ever be in. I think that's really important to remember for any age, I think, because um, God puts you, puts people in your life for a reason. And, yeah, I've, got, I've gotten a lot closer gotten a lot closer with a lot of people um, since that relationship ended, and it's helped me grow a lot, and um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. Okay. Um, I think for me, there was a lot of change going on. Like, it was my first semester at college, and I was very afraid and also excited. Um, I just didn't know what to expect, and I didn't even really know my roommate, and I didn't have, I didn't know anybody else there as well, so I was really nervous about meeting people and not making the same mistakes that I had made in high school and surrounding myself by um, Christ-loving people and creating a good friend group for myself so I could grow and um, grow together with them also as we grow in our walk with Christ, and so that was one of the things that God has also taught me. He challenged me with finding good friends and finding a good community, but also taught me how important it is to have a community of Christ-loving people around you and surrounding yourself with people who are like you in that, and so you can all grow together, and um, it's been really good. Um, I feel like he's really shown me just the importance of first going for making him the number one priority in my life and then letting all the other pieces that he has planned for me and for my friends and for everybody else around me fall into place as he puts them there and not trying to make a way for myself but allowing him to do that. Um, So, yeah. All right. Just real quick, I think, man, what she said about surrounding ourselves with that community, um, that's not just for college students or uh, high school students or middle school students. I think that's something that, uh, that as we as adults uh, need to make sure that we're being intentional about as well um, because, um, because that we're wired for relationships. That's how God's wired us. And so, um, you know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but, uh, but that is huge. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Will. Um, I think that something that God's challenged me with is probably um, putting all my trust in him and uh, being patient and his, you know, trusting his plan. Um, I like to think I'm a patient person, but sometimes I'm not (laughs) as patient as I would like to be. Um, And he keeps proving himself over and over that he's not going to let me down. And um, like, for example... Uh, my roommate, I did not sign up to be with a particular roommate. I just chose a random one. And 
I got the best one of the draw, so I'm pretty oh, wow. happy about That's that. That's awesome. But, yeah. Guys, good. Okay. Um, this one's for Neely. Uh, Neely, um, you got involved with uh, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry, the B- BCM as we know it, uh, our circles, early on in your freshman year at Winthrop. Uh, can you tell us how important that was for you and what kind of role uh, BCM has played in your life while you've been at uh, Winthrop? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so BCM has been really important in my life. Um, it's probably one of the biggest reasons that made me feel at home in Rock Hill. Um, but do you want the long story or the short story? Uh, give us the Cliff Notes version. Okay. Well, um, I kind of wrote a Cliff Notes version. Anyway. Um, so at first I didn't really go because the one friend that I had there, she didn't really go. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll just not go because if you don't know anybody there it's kind of like really hard to be there Mm. um and so that was like one thing i guess i don't know anyway um and then one night they were talking about catalyst groups which is um like small group bible study and i was like okay this is the one thing that i have to get involved in keith has been telling me all about bcm since senior year, I like, I need to get involved with this. And once I got involved with Catalyst, like I started getting involved with more people there and I found my best friend in Catalyst. Um, and I'm going to be in her wedding next summer. Um, but, um, that is one thing. And it's given me a lot of opportunities to, um, share the gospel in other places. As y'all know, I went to, as most of y'all know, I went to Canada, um, the past two summers to be there and serve. Um, and I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity without BCM, and I've gotten the opportunity to co-lead Catalyst. Um, So without BCM, I wouldn't have those opportunities to build relationships with people and build a community at Winthrop. All right. Thank you. you. Uh, This next question is for our two freshmen on the uh, stage here. So, uh, Will, uh, as a freshman at North Greenville, uh, how's that transition from high school to college been for you? It's been surprisingly easy. Um, I like it a lot better than high school, but um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jessica, uh, the same question. How's the transition from high school to college uh, been for you? And have there been any surprises um, that you've had uh, being on, on a Christian college campus? Um, so the transition, like he said, has also been really well. Um, I thought I liked high school, and then I got to college, and I was like, wait, no, uh-uh, this is what I like. <laughs> um, it's been really cool uh, being at a Christian university. It wasn't something that I had kind of planned on. I really wanted to go to Clemson, go Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's definitely where God needed me to be and where he wanted me to be, and I've definitely realized that now. Um, it's been really cool because there are a lot of opportunities um, that you don't even realize, like, we have chapel, and we have, um, Christian, like, groups, like, BCM and RUF, and things like that, but, um, it's also just the importance of, yeah, not everyone there is a Christian, but it's been really cool being surrounded by a lot of people that maybe aren't even my friends, just in classes, and, um, the professors there, it's really cool because they teach you, um, from a Christian point of view, so, since I'm in education, it's, Um, and I'm going to be working in public schools. It's not going to be easy to share the gospel necessarily to the children, um, 
but they teach you ways to just love on the children and show your, your faith through the way you act towards them instead of necessarily sharing the gospel since um, you can't do that. Um, but it's been really cool um, being in the atmosphere and being able to go cr- glow, grow closer to God with everyone around me. Okay, thank you. Lauren, this question's for you. All right. Uh, you've been involved uh, with missions ministry in the Dominican Republic, the DR, as we call it, uh, for several years now. Um, what are some things that God's taught you during those trips? And uh, what would you say to anyone uh, who's thinking about going with us uh, to the DR in July? Um, wow, that's a big question. I'll try to answer <laughs> it concisely. Um, I went to the Dominican Republic the first time when I was like 13 years old, and it was the first time that I'd ever really been out of the country and um i mean it completely wrecked my life in the best way it's Mm. the reason everything that god showed me that week that i was there it's the reason that i'm studying what i'm studying it's the reason that for like literally pretty much everything that i'm pursuing now um and i thought you know for a long time that i wanted to be a missionary and that i would just move to the dominican one day because that's what seemed most logical in my head even up until my freshman year of college and then um I don't know. It's always just been like my first love, I guess. I don't know. I love the Dominican Republic. I love the people. I love Hispanic culture and the language. And um, I think maybe two or three summers ago when I was there, it's it, it was the place where God showed me my calling. Um, I remember I was sitting on the floor uh, in the summer one day, and my friend Madeline was there, and she was reading this book called Love Does by Bob Goff, which if you haven't read it, you totally should. It's amazing. Um, And there's this one chapter where um, he basically goes to Uganda with his friend on a whim, and they he's an attorney in the States, and he... Um, they went to Uganda. He learned Ugandan law, which is like literally one book. <laughs> and um, it was when the civil war was going on there. And long story short, they ended up partnering with the government and visiting all these kids that were in prison for things like petty theft or you know things like that, that their cases were never heard because there were no resources. And so um, by the time that they left, they the jail was empty. There was nobody in it. And so he literally took the door off its hinges and put it in his office. And I read that. I was like, what? That's so cool. Like, that's what I want to do. So um, I transferred. I actually went to Anderson my freshman year. I transferred to call to Charleston. That was purely, like, out of faith and felt like that's where I was supposed to go. And it was the best decision of my life. And it's just so cool how God will literally open doors when you're pursuing your calling and what you're supposed to be doing. So if you want to come to the Dominican, the real question that he asked, um, (laughs) I would say do it. Like, don't. I feel like. Sometimes, not all the time, we use, oh, I'll pray about it as a cop-out. Sorry, am I allowed to say that in church? Preach it. Preach (laughs) it. Preach. Um, When, I I mean, pray about it if you feel like that's what you need to do, but don't spend too much time praying about it that you miss the opportunity because Mm. it's literally right in front of you. So do it. It'll change your life. All right. Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, And yes, it's okay to say that in church. Um, So... All right, Peyton, um, what are some ways that you've been able to get connected with uh, ministry groups on campus? Uh, and what are some lessons that God has helped you to learn uh, by serving in this ministry? Yeah, so I think a lot of y'all know I used to be a Young Life leader. Now, I said used to be, I'm not a Young Life leader anymore. Still really support the ministry. They're great. I actually ended up making a video for one of their banquets. They raised $250,000 in one night. 
So amen to that. Mm -hmm. It's going to help a lot of kids hear about the gospel. Um, So what I've been doing instead is been getting plugged into the church that I go to in Columbia. It's called Midtown. Um, Great place. And I guess to talk about college ministry more, I am part of uh, what we call life groups. So rather than a Wednesday night Bible study, we meet throughout the week um, in our own homes, and we kind of just dive into the sermon that was preached at Midtown. We talk about how can we better reach college kids on campus, um, what are, we call them rhythms we can do throughout the week, like game nights, dinners, that we can bring people in and show them that Jesus is more than just Sundays. He's, a, he's life. He's what we need to be doing outside the walls of the church. Yes. Um, we, and this one's kind of weird. Uh, and this, I uh, don't know what a lot of y'all think about this, but we share each other's sins and struggles, um, mm-hmm. just like James 5 calls us to do. Mm-hmm. And we build each other up in that way. So there's a lot of confession time. We call it engage the heart. Um, so that we best know, okay, where do you need Jesus in your life? Because I think... I think a lot of us are content with the whole, yeah, I'm a sinner, but we don't want to dive into the sins where we need Jesus the most. Mm. And it's basically equivalent to when Jesus said in the Bible, only the sick need a doctor. We're content with going to Jesus with a common cold. I'd rather go to Jesus with leprosy or cancer Mm. because that is something that he can cut out of me even better Mm. and heal me even more. So that's what we do on a weekly basis in life group. And it has been fantastic. God has been teaching me through um, that part of the ministry. There's a lot more with um, Midtown that I do, but I think you're saving that for later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is great. Um, yeah, life group is the main, my main mission field right now. Awesome, awesome. Uh, this next question for Will. Uh, Will, why don't you tell the church uh, how old you were when you first went to the DR on a mission trip and uh, what lessons uh, did God teach you while you were on that trip? I actually don't remember. It was a while ago. I think maybe (laughs) I was like 10 or 11 or something. Yeah. They're they're nodding at me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, He taught me a lot about not everything is as it seems. Um, you know, sometimes we're quick to judge people without knowing what they're actually going through. Mm. And so that was probably a big thing in my life. Um, yeah. Awesome. What would you say to someone who's thinking about going to the DR in July? It's a great idea. If you're thinking about coming, you should come. Um, like, like she said, don't use prayer as a cop out. Um, pray about it, but not too so much. You miss the opportunity. Um, also, if it's a financial thing, you know, there's ways to raise money. There's mm-hmm. a church that you have here to back you up. So, <laughs> you know, it's a good idea. Great, great. All right. Uh, Jessica, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you've gotten connected with a uh, ministry group at, uh, at Anderson uh, and some things that uh, God's just shown you through that. Um, so... Uh, we have a lot of different ministry groups at Anderson. We have BCM, RUF, Crew, um, and FCA. 
And so the first week, they really, like, each ministry group has a different activity. They want you to get involved in all of them. So it was very, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to be or what I wanted to get I actually ended up going to two of them. I went to BCM and RUF to begin with and loved them both. Um, but as I continued, I felt God calling me to get more plugged into BCM. Um, we have what we call community groups. It's the same, like, small group idea. Um, and so after a few, we meet every Thursday, and then um, after a few times meeting, um, they said it was time for community groups, and those are pretty much randomly assigned. Um, the upperclassmen are leaders, and they get to, um, they kind of pick a few people that they know, and then just people are kind of assigned. Um, and I got in a really great group of girls, which has been um, really good for me. It's um, added another like group of people to help keep, we all keep each other accountable. Um, and it's been really cool because um, we do a lot of activities, like fun things. Um, we had like a baking night and things like that, but we also really get to um, dive into the word together. And we also share some of our struggles and just like things with all, um, it's got a bunch of different um, ages of people, so we all are kind of in different times in our lives in a way, so it's really cool to see um, different struggles that people have, but working through them together and um, all while growing closer to God and um, calling upon his name to help us through those. And it's just been really cool because we've been able to um, uh, Grow, not only grow closer to one another, but also we've brought in a lot of new people to our community group, and it's just been a really cool way to get involved. Awesome. That's good. BCM, I, I tried to tell you, but uh, um, just for those of you who know, uh, we do, we're connected with the BCM and a lot of the, the BCM directors uh, within our state. Uh, and so uh, as as they are getting ready to graduate, uh, that is one thing that we challenge them with strongly uh, when they graduate and they go off to school is uh, whether it's BCM or FCA or UF, whatever it is, that they get plugged into a, a ministry group on campus that will not only help challenge them in their walk with Christ, but also uh, give them opportunities to serve while they're away from home uh, as well. So, um, so that's good. Peyton, back to you uh, real quick. Um, you've told us that uh, you've gotten involved at Midtown um, Church there um, in Columbia, uh, which is uh, we're, I'm familiar with because uh, one of our good friends uh, from the Fountain Inn area started the church, uh, Dustin Willis. And, um, but um, what, what are some of the things that uh, you're doing there? How are you serving? How are you using your gifts that God's given you uh, to serve uh, that church while you're away from home? Yeah, so Midtown has really, um, this is always going to be my home, but it has become a home away from home. Mm -hmm. It has been a great church. Um, I've actually become a member there. I'm mm -hmm. tithing and everything. So that's kind of cool. You taught us well. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I remember those, those uh, messages back in the youth group, tithing. Um, but it has been great. And like I said, there's been a lot more than just life group. Uh, we do hours on Thursday nights. So another thing I do is every Sunday morning, 
Um, I actually get up at 6, get to the church at 7.15. I know. Can you believe that? 6 o'clock, me. The Lord is still working miracles, people. I'm growing. He's getting up early. To get to church. Um, okay. And I actually get there at 7.15, and I brew, oh boy, about maybe 15 gallons of coffee. And I serve them for both services. So that's, that's been fun. It's been an experience. No one wants to do the coffee. And I, I understand why. Um, <laughs> But somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been over now, but I'm going to do it again next semester. So Monday nights, they have this thing called Recovery. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about care and recovery programs throughout the state. Um, Grace Church does actually a really good one here in uh, Greenville called Regen. Mm-hmm. But I went to Midtowns for 10 weeks. And Recovery is basically, I'll go with Midtowns. It's this 10-week program where you kind of take inventory of your life, like I've been saying, and you dive back into a lot of wounds that may have been created or a lot of wounds that you created, and you say, well, where does Jesus' glory shine through all of this? Mm. And from there, back to that question, like where am I not satisfied and where can I find satisfaction in you, Jesus? And it has been a process, let me tell you. Mm. Recovery is tough. Um, I guess just... Because I love the program. I actually served in it as well as doing it. I would get there early every day, set up, and then I would stay late and tear down. Um, and I've already set myself up to do the same thing next semester. Um, but basically, the six inventories you go into are fear, um, abuse, sexual sin, um, let's see, guilt, shame, and resentment. So you basically make a list of where have I done wrong? Where have I been wronged? And like I said, what is the truth in all of this? Clearly, there is some point where emotion guided me. Um, let's turn that around and let truth guide my emotions instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been great. Uh, one of the ver- that was actually where I learned Mark nine twenty four. But one of the verses that have really gotten me through that, um, Heath asked us to show a verse that kind of. Uh, stuck with us this semester. It's Romans 8, one of the greatest chapters in the Bible. Um, Romans 8, 32. So it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And then continue on. To 38, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's, okay, well, where have I been weak so that I can see all of this and see that, yeah, I messed up, but God still loves me through it all. And that's recovery. So that has been 10 weeks of my, my semester and another 10 weeks this upcoming semester. Um, and then I'm also serving on their business council. So that's kind of cool. I cut checks for people. So Nice. You know, power's kind of in my hands. But That's H-E-A-T-H-C-A-R-R-U-T-H. Uh, so I just so, mail it to the church. It'll be fine. Uh, Midtown's so. been great. They've been good to me. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, well... Uh, going off of that, uh, I did ask them kind of a last-minute question uh, this morning, uh, and n- in no order, just 
whoever wants to share first. Uh, is there a verse of scripture that you've kind of adopted as your, your life verse or a verse that God has just uh, laid on your heart uh, or passage uh, this semester uh, that uh, you just kind of keep going back to and keep going back to um, in certain times? So um, just whichever one wants to share first. Go ahead, Lauren. Um, I think my, my life verse is changes all the time based on what I'm going through at that point. Um, but one that I really keep coming back to recently or just throughout the semester is revelation 12, 11. Um, and it says for we've overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I feel like that's such an awesome picture of the gospel in like one sentence. Um, in that, yeah, we've overcome by the blood of the lamb, but also the importance of our testimony, which is a fancy word for our story. Um, and I think that a lot of, oh, just in general, people try to put on a mask sometimes, even the most genuine person sometimes may not want to be completely honest with what they're going through. But I think that it's really important to like be vulnerable with people, especially as believers, because as Mike Williams, who I'm sure you guys all remember is hilarious, he always says, or his wife always says this, um, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and so it's so true though. Like, I think it's just insane. Even in the Dominican, people assume that because you're American that you have it all together or just people assume, oh, she's, you know, she's a Christian. She goes to church. She does all these quote unquote right things. But actually, if you knew what people go through, you would see that it's not about what we've done at all. It's about overcoming by the blood of the lamb. And all we're doing is just sharing our story. So that's that. All right. Thank you. Someone else. Which one of you guys want to go first? Um, so when he asked us for this, it was last minute and I had, I was already very nervous. Um, so I, <laughs> a specific verse didn't pop into my head, but, um, I've been learning to accept God, like understanding how great God's grace is for me this entire semester. It's been one of the main things that I've struggled with in understanding that he will have grace for me. Um, but also delighted in knowing that it's there. Um, but I found a really, uh, I found a good uh, verse for that. And it's 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power, Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so for me, it's just been a lot of understanding that I am weak, but that if I lean on Christ, that he can work through me and work through others. And, um, and that it's going to be a process growing closer to him and my walk with him will always be a growing process, but that, um, throughout my experience in college and even just in my first semester, um, I've grown a lot and I can't wait to grow more. All right, go ahead. Nina. Okay, I'll do it. Um, so I think my life verse would be Romans 8.18, which is, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Um, that is one verse that has always come back to my life just because sometimes I'll look back and I'll see something that happened to me and I'll be like, this is why that happened. Like, I'm a much better person for this event that happened in my life. Um, and... It all makes sense to me now, but back in the day, I was like, oh, this sucks. And, like, we're all going through it. 
all going through it. And um, we've never been there. Right? <laughs> we've never been there. Um, and like when you have those moments, it's really easy to be like, it's gonna suck forever. Um, <laughs> and you want to wallow, but it's just like you turn to this verse, and it's like it's gonna be better. This this is gonna pass, and the Lord is gonna show me why this had to happen to me and how I've grown from it. So. Well. Okay, so the one that I got was um, Psalms 139.13, which I'm pretty sure is pretty popular. But um, it says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. And then 14 is, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. Um, so he's probably, I just, like this semester, um, he's shown me a lot about like identity and it's not necessarily about what you're doing now or what you've done in the past. It's not who you are, but who he is mm. and whose you are. Yeah. And so the, like I'm a child of God and he's the creator and his plan is perfect. And so, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to kind of close with this question that's for everybody. So uh, we'll, we'll just start with you and just kind of make our way around. But as a church family, um, how can we be praying for you as you go back to North Greenville, Anderson, Winthrop, South Carolina, and College of Charleston? So how can we be praying for you? Um, just that he continues to teach me about patience, um, but yeah. also that I get plugged into uh, some of the more um, intimate communities like uh, BCM or something, which I should be able to do next semester because I have more time. But yeah, just that. All right. Jessica. Um, well, on the surface, I'm going to have a much harder semester next year, which I'm kind of stressed about. But um, also just continuing strong in my faith and continuing to make sure that I surround myself with a loving and Christ-centered community and so that I can continue on the path that I've um, tried to continue on through my first semester um, throughout the rest of college. Okay. Anyway. Um, I think my biggest one is like, I changed my major from English ed to psychology like a year ago. And it's been kind of hard to pinpoint what I want to do with my psychology degree. Um, so just for just staying on the path that God wants me to be on, I think, is... I might have some people to send to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but just that kind of stuff, and um, that I never lose the desire for um, the gospel. Amen. Yeah, I've got kind of a specific one also. Uh, I'm slowly taking strides towards European ministry, and that includes going to Europe this summer. So just be praying that that is... Uh, either confirming or denying and that the spirit works in that and hopefully shows that that is a place where um, I can bring the gospel to and be a part of as, um, yeah, as a missionary. Uh, and then also, like Neely said, that uh, gospel stays my primary focus as I finish. Amen. All right. Lauren. Um, do you have your pens ready? Yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't even know where to start. A lot of things, You have one honestly. semester left. So, I hey. know, I yeah. know. Yeah, so got to make it count, right? <laughs> um, I think Charleston, it's a really fun place. It's a really awesome place, but it's also a really hard place to be. 
Um, especially just the school that I go to. I mean, a lot of my professors, I've talked to my dad about this and my mom. Um, I mean, it's literally like you see in the movies. Like, I've had professors just completely bash Christianity in any way they possibly can. Like, going back and talking with my dad about some things, <laughs> realizing that some things that they teach in class aren't actually historically true. And so that's really kind of... Um, not made me doubt my faith necessarily, but definitely question, like, I mean, I, I want to go to law school, so my brain is very like, okay, what's the evidence? What's, give me the facts. And so just, like, d diving deeper into that, um, just pray for, like, I'm not even clarity, but just trust and for faith, because I saw my dad this earlier. I feel like some people are just really blessed to have childlike faith, where it's just really easy for them to believe and experience and to some extent I, it is for me because I, I know what I believe but I'm just kind of backing up why I believe it and I think that makes the the gospel even more awesome and beautiful when mm -hmm. you can support these things with like historical evidence and that it is um, like reliable information and so I think just pray that I would continue to dive deeper in, into that because it's kind of a scary thing to do because I mean you just it's just kind of a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so just pray for that. And then um, also community. Like like I said, Charleston's kind of a hard place to be sometimes. And people that I thought were my friends are no longer my friends. And that's okay. But um, I have, thankfully, I have really awesome roommates. But I've been trying to find a church in Charleston. And um, it's even some churches don't always teach biblical things either. <laughs> so that's kind of been tough. But um, so yeah, just pray for those two things and just for, um, I guess, perseverance and endurance to keep, um, running the race. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, give our college students a hand Not today. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and have a seat. Uh, man, what an awesome time. Uh, thank you guys for sharing from your heart. Um, and so many things that were said today that I believe that uh, we as a church, not only can we pray for uh, our, our college students, but also um, can learn from them. And, uh, and their, their honesty, their transparency, um, that it's okay to wrestle with things. Uh, because uh, we are imperfect people who are loved by a perfect God. And uh, that is the biggest part of community. Um, so if, here's my plug, if you're not involved in a Bible study class uh, on Sunday mornings or involved in disciple life uh, as we get started back, uh, I want to encourage you uh, to get plugged in with one of those ministries uh, because a lot of the things that our college students are learning uh, in those communities uh, those opportunities are available here uh, for us. Um, and it's one of those things where that I've learned um, it's only useful if you take advantage of it. Uh, but that's an individual choice that each and us each of us have to make. And so uh, I want to thank our college students uh, for that. I want to thank Pastor Jack for allowing us the opportunity today to kind of um, step aside from... Um, not that I was going to get out of preaching, but also, but I really wanted uh, to have an opportunity for our college students to share and for you to hear um, 
and for you to find hope that uh, I know there's a lot of negative things that the media pushes uh, amongst uh, millennials and Gen Zers uh, and the younger generation, uh, but there's a lot of positive things uh, out there that that don't get the reporting. And uh, I think that we've all heard uh, just a snippet of that today. So uh, as we get ready to have our invitation, here's my invitation uh, for you guys. How has God spoken to you through the conversation that we had today? Are there things that you are struggling with, that you're wrestling with, that you just want to pray about it. You just, you want to come to the altar. You, uh, I'm going to be down here. Pastor Jack's going to be leading us in a song. And so, um, but, um, I want to encourage you, man, God knows you. God loves you. He knows what struggles and temptations and things you're wrestling with. And he loves you anyway, because he created you. And so it's okay. Maybe today uh, you've been visiting and um, you just want to become a part of the fellowship here at Crossroads. And, uh, man, we would love uh, for you to come and uh, be a part of that uh, today. And uh, maybe today um, you came looking for hope. And uh, can I tell you that that hope has a name? And his name's Jesus. And maybe today you just need to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Maybe today you need to um, recommit things uh, to God. But whatever it is, you know, you just respond as uh, we sing today. I'm going to be down here, um, down front, and uh, uh, to pray with anyone that wants to. The altar is open as always. Uh, maybe you want to grab somebody um, beside you and come down and pray. But just be obedient to the Spirit today as we respond during this time. Let's stand up. Amen. Let's stand together. We're singing I Surrender All this morning, appropriate with what the college students have shared with us this morning.